0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is Mike at IamMikeWhite on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well. Splendiferous. Splendiferous. Nice. Nice. I like it's good, out. yeah. Yeah. How's your guys' week going and everything? Or a couple weeks cuz it's been it's been kind of our scheduling's been kind of weird with the, all that cuz we released the gap episodes. Um episodes, so we've kind of been off it for a little bit, haven't we?
1: Yeah. It's been weird. It's been a weird schedule.
0: Yeah. But things are good. Nice, nice. Everyone going well? Everyone yeah, I'm doing looking well. at
1: my I'm looking at my numbers for April, my movie watching numbers, mm-hmm. and I was really feeling good about this year. Uh, but we're now just about halfway through April, and I'm not feeling so good about it anymore. Wow, that sucks.
0: So, it does.
1: Yeah, I was I was really excited. I I had watched about 20 more movies in 2014 than I had at this point in 2013 you know, 15 days in April. is when we're recording and I've only watched four movies. Big busy nights.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is that indicative of your past year's April numbers? Cause I know, cause I, I assume that kind of in the lead up to the end of school, end of the school year, I assume that you, you're more busy. You know,
1: if i I don't have them all open right now, so I could tell you what the trend was. But, uh, I'll look it up and maybe I'll let you know at the end of the episode. Nice. Uh, I don't, I, if, I think it might be. Um, but I don't, I don't tend to let my work schedule dictate my movie watching schedule all that much.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's possible. I don't don't know.
1: Things don't usually get all that much busier. Uh, but they have this year just because we're we're trying to put out a yearbook and we're kind of trying to meet some deadlines. I see. Okay. Well, last April was ugly. Last <sighs> April, I only watched eight movies altogether. Jeez. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not good. Watching yeah. Not good. Watching movies like a normal person. I know, right? Yeah. And in 2012, I watched
0: six. Jeez. Oh man. Yeah. That sounds like my February's, yeah. Because February's usually drop off for me.
1: But get this: in two thousand eleven, now again, this was when I was a single man. (laughs) April two thousand eleven, I watched thirty four movies.
0: Oh wow, yeah, Yeah. which was my
1: which was my biggest month in two thousand eleven. Nice, so you. So I am not going to point fingers.
2: Yeah, you know what this means? You have to quit I, your job and get divorced. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. If you want to stay on this podcast. Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. Exactly. So yeah, no, I, I don't know. There's really no, there's no correlation, mm-hmm. uh, that I can notice or that mm-hmm. I can, that I can identify. Right.
0: That's interesting. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Huh. It's, uh, yeah, my, my movie watching has been decent this month i mean anymore it's just a struggle between uh, uh between picking if i want to watch a movie or watch a tv show or read or play a video game or, or it's just a weird jumble of things that i need to i need to juggle i know exactly uh, what you mean yeah
1: I so. know exactly what you mean there's
0: all kinds of
1: things i mean i have i have my stack of movies my stack mm. of comic books my stack of of novels yeah. uh it's tough it's tough to be an obsessive personality
0: right yeah it really is and uh it's it's a, it's just it's i i don't know what i was going to say there wow i just completely trailed <laughs> off
1: <laughs> my well, maybe we should stop boring well. our listeners with our personal <laughs> our personal yeah listening habits
2: well tiny what was yours sorry uh mine's going well i just to throw mine in there since you two said yours uh i'm kind of going by days this year because again i'm trying to do 365 movies in a year yes uh this is the 104th day of the year i Mm -hmm. believe and uh i've watched 107 movies so i'm doing good nice that's
1: good you started out strong
2: i know and the year is catching up with you it yeah. is. It is. The new job has really, yeah, put yeah. a put a hamper on it. Yeah.
1: You need to. You need to use the day off to watch twelve movies. Yes. yes.
0: You need to do like a marathon. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. I might do that, like this weekend or something. A marathon. <laughs> yeah. Just just get like a bunch of movies and just watch them. What's
1: the most you guys have ever watched in a in a day?
0: <sighs> um on in rec- in my recorded movie watching history uh yeah. probably 7 movies holy balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: wow holy cow yep yep uh I don't know that I've ever done more than 3 oh wow yeah huh. yeah
0: huh. well mine is 5 nice 5, five. I'm yeah
1: respectable. I'm respectable jealous of you
0: guys um, <laughs> No,
1: I just- might have done four. I know that I've never done more than four. And I know for a long time I had only done three. And I've been saying, I'm going to go for four. I'm going to go for four. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever done it. I'm not sure that I've ever done it.
0: I think the day of seven movies for me was, uh, it was a Shocktober day. I think it was when I was watching, uh, I wanted to get all like the found footage movies kind of out of the way. So I think I just had a lot of them just playing in the background. And I mean, they're like 90, 80 to 90 minute movies. So, okay. It's a little less less impressive slash less sad when you consider the context uh-huh, um, but yeah, well,
1: I'm starting to think in October of two thousand and twelve was when we did our was when we did our horror movie festival at our house oh right uh and as it turns out on October nineteenth I watched four movies nice including go. a midnight movie so like 12 a.m october 19th okay and then three in uh contiguous order
2: nice it'd be a fun experiment to like mike's probably gonna hate this to <laughs> see between the three of us see like which of us could watch the most movies in one sitting in one twenty-four hour period
1: huh. oh i would love to had
2: I the time? Yeah, right. That's the problem. Yes. Would that this like,
0: podcast
2: were a time podcast? Yeah.
0: Yes. Exactly.
2: Uh, like put parameters on. Like you can't fall asleep, and you can't right do this and that. Yeah.
0: Oh, that'd be
1: fun. I have been talking about some things that I want to accomplish. Um, this might be, this might end up being like the the relationship podcast, and I don't want it to. Mm-hmm. But uh, a man and I have talked about. Uh, you know, procreating in the future. Ooh. Okay. And there's a list of things that I want to do. I want to accomplish turning 30 is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's like the, like all the hobbies that I have, there are certain goals I'd like to meet in said hobbies. Uh, and one of them, and I think I'm going to try it this year. I really want to watch 50 movies in a Shocktober.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Wow. And I think it's possible. I was like 62 would be really bitchin' if I could pull that off, (laughs) but that's like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely not getting married this October, which will free (laughs) up some time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, uh, I think I'm gonna shoot for 50 and I think I'm gonna start a schedule early on and try to stick to it as hard as I can.
0: That's awesome. I like it. Nice. I like it a lot. And uh not to you know uh uh you know brag or anything, but it's definitely possible to do fifty, yeah, what did you do? It's also possible to do fifty seven jesus uh yeah <laughs> jesus it's uh then again, I am very very much single um telling girls that you watch fifty seven movies fifty seven horror movies at that in a month, yeah, yeah. does not laid get you. No,
1: did you, <laughs> um, did you tally the number of people you saw die? I remember one weekend in 2008 oh. or nine, my friend and I spent a weekend. It, this was this predates calling Shocktober a thing, mm. but we, you know, I still watch horror movies. And so we watched probably, probably eight or nine horror movies in a weekend. Mm. And like on Sunday night, we, we tallied how many people we watched die and it was kind of fun and like sadistic at the same time.
0: I might honestly do that this year. That is really cool. That's a really cool stat to, to thank you. Track. Yeah, I like it's that a, a
1: lot. Thank you. It's weird. It's a weird stat. <laughs> yeah, I feel kind of like, what the hell am
2: I doing with my life? <laughs> nice. But
3: uh,
2: I feel like that a lot already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a strange thing for me, right? No. <laughs> um.
0: So we were talking about the movies that we've watched lately, and we have all watched a movie lately. Uh, that is the same movie. I'm trying to do a good segue. Mike, you're much better at these than I am. No, <laughs> Captain that's America, okay. The Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. We do you all want me to segue some? it? Yeah, do it. Do it. Okay. Just pretend like that didn't happen. What were we talking about? We were talking about movies. Uh, mo- people dying in movies, telling people dying. Okay. Uh, so
1: anyway, so yeah, to sum up, I really, I've only watched Four movies in April which I'm kind of embarrassed about so far hopefully that number goes up however uh, I'm gonna kind of uh, spoil for the listeners here I have possibly a contender for movie of the year that I watched nice. in April we all actually watched it mm-hmm. uh, so today on the podcast just to start 20 minutes in right uh, we're gonna be talking about Captain America the Winter Soldier
0: yes awesome Hey guys, just wanted to give you a heads up, we are about to spoil uh Captain America The Winter Soldier pretty much intermittently throughout our whole review. So if you haven't seen it yet, um check out the show notes for timestamps to skip ahead, and uh come back and listen to us discuss it when you've watched it. Uh Thanks. Yeah, yes. and I'm
1: excited. We haven't done a movie review episode <sighs> Whew. in ages.
0: Uh, it's been... Since like Pacific Rim, I think.
1: I think so, uh, and yeah. I don't know if we've given a positive one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, True. Yeah, because it, it's kind of a weird thing because I, like, I usually kind of stress out like thinking like, okay, what's the topic for this week? What's the topic? And I mm-hmm. kind of forget like, well, we can just do a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the rare occasions where we've all watched a movie that's recently come out that we've all seen at the same not the same time but we've all seen them so seen it so it's kind of a unique situation so yeah, yeah,
1: and they're always it's always fun to talk about a, a newer movie that's come out and, oh, yeah. and seeing it at the same time so why don't we start actually by describing or explaining the conditions in which we watched it
0: oh good call um the I guess I mean uh, I can start you have yeah to start? yeah
1: because me and Tiny saw it together sure um and I'll kind of give a little more, more background. Captain America is not really a favorite of mine. Uh, he's in, I don't know, if I'm going to go top 10 superheroes, he's certainly in there. Uh, and I was really not impressed with, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Um, I, th- I know that people will disagree with me on that. There are some people who like it a lot. I think it's kind of a low point in the Marvel phase one series. Um, so I didn't see this at midnight, despite the fact that I was really excited. You know, it's gotten, mm-hmm. it's gotten rave reviews. Everybody's kind of been talking about it. So I was excited to see it. Didn't see it at midnight, but saw it, uh, the Thursday after the, the day it was released, um, with a friend of mine here in Evansville on a movie night.
0: Nice. You guys? Oh, uh, we, when did we see it, honey? We saw it like, it was opening weekend. It was like Saturday?
2: Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, what was the crowd like? You know, it was there was a relatively decent turnout, I guess. Um, it wasn't half packed or anything. Half capacity, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a little more than half. There was a kid, uh, like two rows behind us who, uh, he went. He had to go to the bathroom a couple times, so I guess his mom escorted him to the bathroom. But he had those those shoes. That light up when he when he walks, uh-huh. and I'm like, "What?" I'm I'm like, "This is not a good shoe to take to a movie theater because it was very kind of distracting in my peripheral vision." Mm-hmm. So, so he basically ruined the entire experience for me. Not just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we went and saw it sat- that that Saturday that it came out. Uh, Saturday after it came out. Very cool. Um, yeah.
2: yeah, and I actually thought that uh, the first Captain America was... I, I think it's... You used the phrase, a low point. I think it's actually the lowest point of the Marvel-ishness. Mm. Okay. Um, I, well, I, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, The first Thor,
2: I think, for me, is the low point. Right, and I, I think those are the, those are the two that people kind of juggle between... Yeah, um,
0: I kind of give... I, when I first saw them, I gave them kind of the benefit of the doubt because I was thinking, well it's a couple months away from, from the Avengers, which is a movie that I was, I'd been looking forward to ever since I saw Iron Man. So Uh I was thinking like, well, maybe my judgment is clouded because I know that Avengers is just around the corner. Uh Um, but then once I, as I rewatch them, I'm like, as movies by themselves, I am not that interested in them or impressed by them. I like the comic relief in Thor. Um, I like something in Captain America. I can't even remember. I mean, <laughs> I like the 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 shield in Captain America. I guess, yeah. But the colors, the colors, yeah. Even that, like the like the kind of the the color palette. I guess the kind of antique CGI kind of scheme of of the first Captain America just didn't mesh well with me. Um, okay.
1: See, I appreciated the, the, the fact that it was a period piece, and I thought the color scheme was cool.
0: Really? Huh. Yeah. I, I like a lot that it's a period piece, but I think just the, I don't know what the technical word is for it, but the color scheme and all that. I, I just felt like comparing it to all the other phase one movies, it just seems kind of like the odd man out. Yeah. It does. Yeah.
2: I, I thought it was, uh, cartoonish that's that's how it came across to me and not not comic ish but cartoonish literally yeah. uh, just in its over the topness and like the the color palette and whatnot was was fine. that's not what the the issue mm-hmm. was for me but like the everything was just like a really over the top like why why did like the red skull's car have to be like sixty feet long? and <laughs> ridiculous like why couldn't you just have a regular car like why did you have to go flying into flying off in a jet or a, a rocket like a right. like like a james bond villain uh, right. yeah i just I, I wasn't a fan hmm
0: i need to see it again actually
1: yeah um, so do i i so you guys didn't watch it before you saw them uh when i did
2: i did, you did. i okay. did it was, only, it was only my second time watching it so oh wow okay yeah, I,
1: I've only seen it once, actually. I've only seen it in, oh, wow.
0: uh, when I saw it in the theaters. I've seen it a couple times, I think. Um, a, at least a couple times. I don't, I don't actually don't own it, but, um, yeah. And what I've been doing for phase two is I've, at least for Iron Man three, what I did was I watched Iron Man and then the Avengers and then went to see Iron Man three. Obviously, I didn't really do that with Thor because I mean, it was pretty, Uh, pretty close together i think Mm -hmm. but i didn't do that with captain america even though i probably i probably should have watched the first one but um but it didn't really harpen my experience or anything because that movie was really good the winter soldier was awesome yeah yes Uh, yeah we uh,
1: it's usually people save their review for the end Uh, but the Winter Soldier was excellent. We can go into plot details here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something pretty huge. And I have a feeling you guys might disagree just knowing how you feel. Um, I think, I think this was better than the Avengers. I think it was a better movie than the Avengers. Huh. Wow. Yeah. And Uh... I, and I think, um, I think it's at least in the top three comic book movies ever made. And if you don't include, the Dark Knight, cause I kinda don't, right. you know, that's a, that's a brilliant crime drama that just happens to feature Batman. I, I think I've said that before. Right. Then it mm-hmm. might be a top two favorite comic book movies of all time. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was excellent.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. I will say something that is going to cause a, some consternation, I guess, in this conversation. Do it. I would rank it just below, Iron Man three, okay. Mm. So I think Iron Man three was a little better. Where does Iron Man three rank then? Iron Man it goes for me. It goes Avengers, Iron Man, Iron Man three, Winter Soldier, and then the rest scattered throughout. Okay. Now is this comic book movies not including Dark Knight or the Marvel movies? This is Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. So, I I, because I know that there was a lot of. I don't know how much blowback there was about Iron Man three, but um, I liked it a lot. I liked it. I liked it just a little bit more than uh, Winter Soldier. Now, when I rewatch both of them, I'm sure that they'll be alternating nonstop because okay. Winter Soldier just was really, really impressive. Yeah. Um, it's worth mentioning, uh, directed by Anthony and Joe Rus- uh, Russo. Russo. Um, yeah, Russo. It's more Russo. than just
1: worth mentioning. I actually oh, have a yeah. couple of notes about nice. that. I, I definitely think we should talk about that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'd kind of forgotten about that throughout the movie. And then, uh, then when I saw Danny Foodies. Well, uh, for you know, listeners,
1: why do we need to know who yes. Joe and Anthony Russo are?
0: Well, they, they were, I believe that they were, uh, producers for, for Arrested Development at at the beginning. Um, yeah. And, directed, and then, I think
1: the first episode, the pilot.
0: That sounds right, and then they were very, uh, very involved in community. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's that's their kind of tie-in there. So I mean, I, I've, I know that they directed the the pilot of Community.
1: They did, um, and more specifically, they directed a uh, uh, fistful of paintballs. Oh, nice! Which kind of displayed their their action uh, abilities. So yeah. Kevin Feige. Who is uh kind of the the head of decision making at Marvel mm-hmm. Studios? Calls that episode uh kind of the like his influence for why he hired those guys.
2: That's because awesome. my question is
1: why in the world would these guys be given this movie to do? Right. I mean, this is a this is a huge deal, and they're from Community, which nobody watches. Community. Right. Clearly. Yeah. Um. And so you you ask like how did they get the job and so Kevin Feige has said that it was that it's uh the fistful of paintballs showed that they can handle uh multiple characters and big action set pieces which clearly holy shit yeah
0: they <laughs> yeah. can uh yeah <laughs> it was it, i guess let's just go into it i guess the uh, the the plot
2: uh hell hydra sure, sure. <laughs> um <laughs> I, uh, I think saying, I can respect your opinion that it was, uh, that you think it was better than Avengers. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was close to Avengers, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not that far behind you. I think I would, to, to go by Matt's ranking system, I think I might, I think I might actually put it ahead of the original Iron Man. Like, I think Avengers would be my favorite and then Winter Soldier, then Iron Man, Iron Man 3 probably. Um, Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, just to throw my hat in there, uh, mm-hmm. Avengers. I I think it's it's so Joss Whedon esque that it's just so awesome. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's biased, but I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, the the way that the mixture of the dialogue scenes with the action, I think that is his specialty, Joss yeah. Whedon's mm-hmm. specialty, yes, and yes. and that was done amazingly well in winter soldier as well i mean yep. i would say pretty much on par with with avengers yeah. uh, which really surprised me I, I wasn't quite expecting it so um that's where i would rank it uh, okay i think if we're gonna if we can
1: stick with the avengers thing uh clearly clearly phase two of the marvel cinematic universe is different i think that yeah. was seen in iron man 3 and even more so here in winter soldier Do you guys agree with that
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and I noticed that there's a kind of a common thread. I I can't honestly, I can't really remember uh mm-hmm. Thor the Dark World that much, but at least when it comes to Iron Man 3 and uh Winter Soldier, there's kind of this common thread between the two that they don't spend quite that much time in their uniforms or in their in their like they're kind of uh-huh, they're cast out, I guess. That's true. That's um, true. I don't know if that's a conscious effort by them or well, wrong. Iron
1: Man 3 is clearly that. Yeah. I agree yeah. 100%. I, I don't, I imagine if you like tallied up how much time Chris Evans spent in the costume, I'm sure First Avenger had more screen time at, with him as Captain America. Mm hmm. Um, but it's more noticeable in Iron Man 3. What I think the difference is, is that, uh, they're perhaps a little more character driven and like, yeah. like, they have more to say. Mm hmm like clearly this had a lot of political things to say. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it's almost safe to say Marvel has grown up. And I think um what I didn't I love Avengers and until Winter Soldier came out I called it my favorite Marvel movie, but not until I saw it a second time and I was not floored the first time I saw The Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I think it uh I wasn't emotionally or intellectually satisfied after i saw that movie i was like that was incredibly well done in terms of characters and in terms of uh having multiple characters in a single plot and the action was top notch but other than that i was kind of left wanting and i even said before i think i've mentioned this in a podcast before what it lacked for me were were fan easter eggs for the fans
0: okay Hmm, okay
1: there were very very few easter eggs in the avengers um, and Winter Soldier was
0: full of them. Yeah. Huh. See, I'm I'm not familiar with the comics or anything, so yeah. Right. Um, well,
1: just little things like hmm. uh, my favorite Easter egg was probably when when the guy mentions Doctor Strange. When oh yeah. Through, when he's going through the lists of people that that going to kill, mm-hmm. and he mentions Stephen Strange. That there there was nothing like that in Avengers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did. I actually did catch a uh, uh, pickup on that one. Mm-hmm nice um let's see yeah uh, it, uh, what did you guys think of anthony mackey
2: uh, awesome i mean i yeah. thought his i thought his portrayal of the superhero was really awesome but it was it was interesting how i wouldn't say it was necessarily a flaw but it was kind of strange just how quickly uh steve rogers like kind of trusted this guy like just way off like a complete stranger, just like way off the bat, they just kind yeah. of trust each other and I mean it's not a bad thing right. he, he was such like a the the character Anthony Mackey's character was just so nice and like just so like a a rigid character, like you knew exactly what you were getting and and that's fine, I'm not criticizing it's just it seemed a little like he could have had a little bit more depth um. Not, not, not to Anthony Mackey's fault, but maybe some of the writing could have been a little different.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I agree with you a little. Uh, however, I think he was saved by that scene, uh, with the, with the, ah, man, what is it? Post traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. That scene was so valuable to the movie and I'm so glad they didn't cut it. Yeah. Uh, without it, I, I don't think we would have felt even close to as much as we feel about um the falcon and i agree that i i think he could have used a little more he is a side character so how much can you really ask for but i thought right. that scene was pretty valuable and well played
0: i agree i didn't have any problems with the with the setup of that the dynamic or anything like that cuz i mean they were kind of uh they were kind of, Captain america he was kind of pushed up against the wall like he kind of didn't really have anywhere else to go so i mean it was kind of made sense that he would um uh trust this one guy i mean because they had kind of a rapport going they had that kind of mutual kind of respect for each other as veterans and all that um so yeah but i mean i, I can see how you would get to that tiny
2: yeah it's again not a criticism but right just uh just something i noticed um i one speaking of character interaction i just my, like one of my favorite parts of the movie was the interaction between steve rogers and uh romanoff um yeah Widow. Yeah, yeah, they, she was great. they were awesome. Yeah, it it, 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 I was surprised by it because they had already established this relationship, this friendship between her and Hawkeye mm-hmm. in Avengers. Um, which I, I want to say that in the comics weren't they like occasional lovers or something like that? Now they are kind of now. Yeah,
1: are mm-hmm. they? Okay. Yeah.
2: Anyways, um, it doesn't really matter, but uh, they already established it in in the Avengers and it was great there too. Uh, you know, it's classic Joss Whedon character interaction. Right. Um, and so I was just surprised to see it in this movie, but it didn't, it seemed like they were kind of playing it a little love triangle kind of thing. Like, like maybe she kind of has feelings for him cause she's trying to set him up with all these different <laughs> women. And that's kind of a classic, I like you tactic from girls, at least in movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, it, I just kind of got a feeling that maybe she kind of, has a thing for him and which again it makes sense for this movie but the grand scale of the avengers universe uh i, I don't know but it's it was awesome I, I liked their dialogue and they had awesome chemistry there their, their oh, yeah. few few lines of uh comment relief were just perfect mm-hmm. so yeah um
0: i did not I don't think I really realized how much the movie Her made me fall in love with Scarlett Johansson, because <laughs> um, I was just so smitten just watching that movie, or watching this movie with her. Um, also, it helps that she's freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but I really liked their interactions and everything, and it was it was a, it was really it was like kind of not not buddy cop, but kind of just a a good buddy movie. Mm -hmm. um between those two i guess Mm -hmm.
2: right
1: i like that she helped him um live in 2013 or 14 i don't know when the movie exactly takes place uh and i to to add to that i like that they didn't spend too much time on him adjusting to living in the future or living in the present um they of course touch on it that's that's a lot of what they're doing but i love that there's not a whole lot spent on there and he's able to get to the plot in the story a little yeah. faster
0: yeah yeah there was a and did you guys see that there's alternate 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 versions of his little notebook his little uh, um yeah checkoff list yeah like they had different versions for different countries of things yeah. that he needs to check out on yeah. Uh, My
1: favorite is Rocky and then Rocky 2 in parentheses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a question mark. Yeah. Um, question mark yeah. Rocky 2? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Another thing, that's a harp on Romanov's character, but, mm-hmm. uh, or Scarjo's character, but, uh, I felt like in the, her introduction was Iron Man 2. That's when they introduced her character. Right. And I, that, that movie wasn't great and I think they kind of fumbled her introduction because mm-hmm. in, in Avengers and this film, we get a completely different character than what we got in that film. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'll give them some credit because of the perspective of that movie. We were we were being introduced to Romanov via Tony Stark, <laughs> right. and she was basically conning him. So mm-hmm. we probably shouldn't have gotten the best impression of what she's actually like. So maybe – that I don't know. That, that might be giving them too much credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, but uh, it, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I hope so because I, I like what you're saying. I like what you have to say there.
2: Yeah, right, right. But I feel like toward, at the end of that movie, where they're tr- where Romanoff and uh, Fury, Nick Fury, are trying to like draw Tony Stark into the Avengers initiative, she starts to come out of her shell a little bit at the end of that movie, and you start seeing flashes of the Romanov that we've come to love in these mm-hmm. past two movies. Um, but I. I love the direction they're taking her. Cause she's, she always has a comeback for everything. She, she's yeah. like super smart and just, she can get through any situation. Like you're never worried. Like, Oh, is she going to get out of this? Because she can completely handle herself. Um, I, I like that character a lot, not just because she's crazy hot, but because she's actually well written and well. acted. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I like her too. Um, what, this is, this is a reach, but, uh, kind of random Emily van camp
3: uh, a little bit.
0: was in that movie <laughs> um, yeah. as an agent. Who's, it was kind who's of that. Oh, agent 13. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, it was a small role in everything, but I kind of wonder if they're going to give her any more to do. Oh, they will. Okay. Absolutely. Is she a prominent character? In she's a, comics? she's a player. Yeah. She's a, okay. she's a
1: Marvel player for sure.
0: Nice. Okay. Um, I've always been a fan of hers. Um
1: more importantly though, and I'm kind of going to say this with the same question mark you put at the end of yours. Uh Robert Redford.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. my next point.
1: Was in a movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Uh ex- you know, he was in All Is Lost that came out last year. Yeah. Which was actually pretty good. I I was uh, just
0: going to ask I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, it's it's very good. Okay. Um
2: but man, did he nail that role or what? He was fantastic. Uh, I had I had a bit of a problem with the character. Okay, I just, I thought he was.
1: You know what's funny? I think it's interesting that you have a bit of a problem with the character because I wonder, and I've read this in a couple of places. Is he Obama? <laughs> <laughs> I maybe, huh? In that wow. he's incredibly popular and incredibly charismatic, right? Hmm. But also uh doing some some dangerous things under the guise of protecting
2: them right huh. a, bit, a bit delusional almost yeah <laughs> sure it's do definitely you, do you see if, that
1: can because uh, i can kind of see it
2: uh, now it's, that you it, say that yeah it's definitely not a stretch Right. definitely yeah. not it's not even a stretch to say that I, I agree but i think the problem i had was that he was just such he was kind of standard i think like I don't know, I, he he wasn't like a special character, he was just a guy who kind of happened to grasp his power, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess, and he, he there was nothing really special about him, whereas a lot of these villains that we've had throughout, he was kind of like uh, Jeff Bridges in Iron Man, yeah. just a guy who yeah. happened to fall into a role of power and kind of seize it, I don't right. maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm not analyzing it properly, but I didn't saying I had a problem with him is kind of a stretch because I didn't really have a problem with him. I just I think he could have had a little bit more depth, um, been a little bit better developed in my opinion. Um, okay, but that's just me. Uh,
3: yeah,
1: I can see what you're saying, but I also kind of think that's partly the role he was gonna he he was meant to play. Like the Arnim Zola is kind of the mastermind of it all. Yeah. No. But even more, and I think this is just like for the action of it, the more important villain is, uh, the Winter Soldier, who, holy crap, he's so cool. He was
0: very yeah. cool. Um, he was scary. He was yeah. scary.
1: And that's like the, the best, the, the highest compliment you can pay a villain in a movie.
0: Oh, yeah. That scene with, uh, really his introductory scene with, with, uh, Fury. Um, I thought that was really just, I was, that was kind of if i if i didn't have this moment before it was then that this is the mo- moment where i was like this movie is freaking awesome um because it was just really like that kind of intense uh high speed chase kind of thing and and not knowing like i'm sitting there thinking like i don't know if nick fury is going to live or die yeah, yeah um
1: that scene was more awesome than it had any right to be
0: yeah yeah and it was just really cool um question about the end of that sequence with sure. the where where um they use it twice two or three times in the movie that they can get away from them yeah what how i don't know i i couldn't make sense of that i
1: think that's a bit of a deus ex machina that yeah just kind of have to say
0: well you know. Okay, because it looks like it like made a tunnel underneath it or something.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay, but I'm like, yeah. I can't make sense of how that into the sewers works. The sewers all under, all under DC. I guess Oh, do cool. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that that Winter Soldier was awesome. Um, I loved the interplay between. Uh, Captain America and, and him kind of how, how Rogers couldn't. I, I liked that dynamic because Steve Rogers is one of the, like, he, he has no one. Um, and this is his one link to his former life. Um, and it just made it just a much more intense kind of, um, filter on the on the whole proceedings of the entire movie all the all the do you
1: mean especially the final fight scene between the two of them oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. i loved oh. it it was it was um and we'll talk about this in a second the acting of of um chris evans mm-hmm. i loved how he played the fraternal aspect of that fight yeah um how they were it, you're right he, i mean he was the only thing he had left and he doesn't want to fight his brother right um but he does so how about the acting of chris evans uh
0: you know he's made remarks about how he wants to retire or, or something or uh-huh. he wants to quit acting i i really like him as an actor yeah i did Me too. too um yeah. and i i mean not only in in the marvel universe but i mean this is uh, this is gonna sound like a dig, but it's just genuinely this is a genuine statement. I mean, I liked him in Not Another Teen movie and Cellular. Yeah. Um, I own both of those because, uh at least Cellular is a kind of a fun, stupid movie. But except that Kid
1: basically was in it.
0: Yeah. Um and it's such a stretch. Anyway. Um but he's he's really charismatic. Mm-hmm. um and he it was cool to see him have good dramatic turns in in this movie mm-hmm. um yeah the scene with
1: with uh peggy carter yeah um, mm-hmm. where she kind of snaps back into like she she snaps out of it and has that weird thing that old people have when they're dying right. and then she comes back in and says you're alive uh and and he plays like Sad and wanting to cry, but knows he has to be strong Mm -hmm. at the same time so well that I can't believe that this was the guy who played Johnny Storm.
2: Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And it was all, it was all body language and it wasn't just some line he said. It was, yeah, it was genuine acting. He had the emotion plastered on his face. It was, yeah, really well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And he also plays a Boy Scout well. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's playing the Captain America. Um, This guy is so revered. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, he's playing it well.
2: Yeah. Right. And that's, that's a point from the Avengers that I think is uh, it's, uh, it's important to bring up because that's where he really embraced his role as the captain. You know, he's the guy who gives orders and tells people, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And we see that on full display in this movie and it's, we do it's
1: great. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that and kinda of talked about him doing that in Avengers. I felt like he was a weak leak in the Avengers in terms of like sheer power. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of guys yeah. flying around and like I don't believe that this guy with a frisbee shield is doing <laughs> any real damage in the Avengers. Um, and I don't know if it's the storytelling or the fact that there are no Avengers or just the fight sequences, but holy crap, is he a badass.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, my, my counter to that will be that, um, in his role as an Avenger, he's like a general in a, in a he regiment is. of, of, you know, an army regiment or what have you. He's, he's not necessarily in the action. So that's the, The caveat I'll say to that. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: that moment in Avengers where he kind of accepts his role or or whatever, and and kind of gives the orders and all that. I was like, that, like that was like one of the best parts of the movie for me because I think that was when they did like that big, like kind of circular shot around all of them. Sure. Yeah, the cover of the DVD. Yeah, I just I loved that scene. That I do
1: love it too, and and I love it for an ensemble movie. But Captain America is supposed to be a badass, right? And and who can fight? Uh, right. And you don't really see that in Avengers, but man, the dude can fight. Oh yeah. Uh, we have to talk about the hand-to-hand fight scenes. Yeah. In this Movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Just you. Really you good. mentioned
1: the scene with Nick Fury as the scene where you said, "I love this movie." Yeah. Uh, when he's fighting Batrock the Leaper, that's when I, which is only like nine minutes into the movie. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I said cuss words, <laughs> and there were like <laughs> people awesome. around. I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> man! This is awesome." Okay, we were like yeah, giggling, the... <laughs> like my my friend and I were giggling. We were licking each other's bases.
3: <laughs> nice, I love it. Uh, that's it awesome.
1: Was, it was awesome. I I read that uh, Joe Russo has said multiple times that they they modeled the fight scenes uh, uh, after the Raid Redemption.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I could totally can sell. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the kicks were so so devastating. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I loved
2: awesome. the, uh, the, it was the, I guess the second fight between the Winter Soldier and Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh, dang it, I can't remember the context of what the fight was, but they, uh, he, I don't think Captain America was even in uniform. I want to say it was when he was, he was first, uh, mislabeled or outed as the, like, the, the villain for all of shield mm-hmm. they tried to turn him into the villain you know uh-huh. and he, he has to escape from the compound that's right on the river there and it, like yeah. they they send the winter yes. soldier after him it was that fight yes. yeah that was awesome yeah oh, it was so yeah. cool uh, i
1: even the fight in the elevator and some of it was was teased by the trailers and I think right. i'm kind of bummed about that but there was still tension
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
1: And I love oh, that yeah. despite being spoiled by the trailers and also knowing what was going to happen. The tension was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then the fights were just brutal.
0: Yeah. Uh, The mm. funny thing. <laughs> this is so stupid, but uh, no, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Go, uh, sorry. I'll edit that out. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I was going to say because uh, as, as a little anecdote, just that trailer was so awesome. Um. That like it like in my work, just in the back of my head. Like I went, like I had to go up to one of the floors to unlock a door or something, and this was during the day, so there was a lot of people in the elevator. So I was like, sitting there thinking, like, how how weird would it be if I just said his line? Like, now before we start, does anyone want to get off? <laughs> um, just like, what? Well, how weird would that be in an elevator full of people? Oh they, oh, uh, and then you rip a big fart. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Anyway, so yeah, did you guys um, talk to anybody who didn't like the movie?
2: Uh not, no. not one. No. Not one. No.
1: I have a friend I saw the movie with mm-hmm. and uh I'm not sure that he loved it. He didn't giggle <sighs> like we did at some of the movies. And he said his problem was that he couldn't get past the fact that he played Johnny Storm and now he's Ugh. Captain America. And I am I just like I pity that guy. Right.
2: Like, Dude, get over let it. Let it
1: go. For for one thing. It's not even the same cinematic universe. Right. Uh and for another, it happened in the past, man. It's right. he's so good in this. I I mean, I don't care I don't care who he played in
0: the past. Right. Wow, I can't I don't have any counter to that because I just I just can't fathom. I know. I was that. basically
1: just like, oh well, sorry you feel that way. Yeah.
2: I mean that's it's, it's you have to manage your expectations. Yeah, Oh yes. you have to. Yeah, right. And he, um, he didn't do that. So. Right.
0: Yeah. One of the going back to talking about the fights and everything. Um,
1: sure. I'm sorry. I that was a bit of a non sequitur.
0: No, nah, it's all good. Um, one of the one of the issues that like uh, uh like my former manager at work uh, when the first one was coming out, um, he wasn't too keen on seeing it. At the time, because he said that he didn't think that a superhero should have a gun, like because in the first one he just pretty much uses a gun, yeah. uh, pretty prominently in the trailer at least. I mean, in yeah. the first movie, he wasn't—he was more, you know, he fought more, but he also had a gun pretty much throughout it. Is that a staple of Captain America, or or what? Because he didn't have one here, and it worked all the better for it because it yeah,
1: it was a staple in the past. He had the okay. gun in the past, and then for a while. Uh, I think it was. I want to say it was like 2008 or so, 2007, when Captain America died and Bucky Barnes actually took up the mantle. Right. He he used a gun, pretty much okay. at all times. And interestingly enough, uh, when Captain America returned and Bucky Barnes was Captain America, uh, Captain America kind of just stayed steve rogers super soldier for a little while uh and he had the all blue uniform like he has in this movie and and i hope Uh, it's a nod to that i'm not sure but i hope i hope that's the case okay um but then oh man again now sequitur, i apologize Uh, that's all good when he puts on the old costume (laughs) at the end of the movie i am so glad that that was not spoiled in the trailers oh yeah yeah because i i was giddy like a little kid reading reading a captain America. Uh, comic for the first time. Nice. That was so awesome. That's awesome. And it's yeah. my favorite costume too, the one from the first movie, the, the bomber outfit.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I much prefer his updated uniform that he has in this movie, like the 2013 version or whatever. Yeah. I like it a lot.
1: I just, I wish there was a little bit of red.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, See, it's just not, it's, it's part of my weird brain it's just not tactical not tactical to have bright red in your uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um but Matt mentioning the him carrying a gun and stuff like that that reminds me of like a kind of like a philosophical thing that I'm a philosophical opinion I've I've kind of been developing over the past couple years with these these comic book movies and I think it came full circle with this movie is that I'm just not crazy about superheroes even or just heroes that don't kill people Mm -hmm. because it's just so, I don't know, it's just not feasible. Because, like, for example, in this movie, this dude brings down three aircraft carriers into Washington, D.C., downtown. I realize obviously tons of people are going to die. There's Mm -hmm. no way around it. And – you can make the disclaimer that the people who die are collateral damage. Um You can make that disclaimer. But still, there is death as a direct result of Captain America's actions. So would it really be so bad? I don't think he should carry a gun or anything. I don't think his goal should be to kill people. Mm-hmm. But if the dude tosses his uh shield like a frisbee and it nails some dude in the head, he should die. Right. It should should happen. Same thing with, I think it's the same thing with Batman, with with Superman, with all these other heroes that don't kill people. It's just, it should happen from time to time at the very least. That's one of the things that, uh, I know when we talked about Man of Steel, I remember distinctly, um, Mike, you saying that it was such a big problem for you that Superman would kill somebody. Yeah. I totally totally get that. I, I really do. But, I kind of liked that for for this reason, and and I know it's it is not uh it's it's a borderline and improper opinion to have if you're a comic book fan because yeah. it go, it goes against everything that comics stand for at least comic book heroes stand for. I totally get that, but just I just the ra- I can't turn off the rational side of my brain, the realistic side of my brain when watching these movies, and that's that's just kind of an opinion I've I've come to, and it just. It became fully developed when I watched this movie. Well, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you well, know what? I totally get it. I, I totally, and there's times where I've been, I read whatever comic, and they even ask it in the comics, like, how many times could Spider-Man, Spider-Man have killed the Green Goblin, and how many lives would have been saved if he did so? Um, now I like in those specific instances that Spider-Man wouldn't kill the person because it's just, it's the principle. Uh, even, even more so, it's like, because with Spider-Man, it's what Uncle Ben would have wanted. Right. Right? So right or wrong, he's gonna do what Uncle Ben would have wanted. And I think right. that's how you can explain Spider Man. And also, in Spider Man's case, he would never let that much destruction happen, uh, even further. If destruction were happening, he would stop whatever he was doing to save those people. That that is inherently Spider Man.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I don't know that is a, a specific character trait right. of Captain America. He even mentions in the movie how he killed uh he killed soldiers in right. in World War II.
2: It's true. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah.
1: So I I agree. I I think some of those some of those guys probably could have died. Right. And, and like, it's Superman worked. was gratuitous and obnoxious in in the amount of destruction that they caused. We we've yeah. gone ad nauseum about that movie, right. so we won't spend too much time. But right. Um. But I like, can
2: kind of see where you're coming from with Captain A. Like it's you can have great moral, you know, whatever heroes. Uh, and still have them kill someone like uh, Indian Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's that famous scene where, you know, he's he fights all these dudes and then this guy shows uh-huh. up with a sword. He just pulls uh-huh. out his gun and shoots him. Yeah. Uh. Like, that's just awesome. I mean, I granted that that's, you know, that's a it's a comic relief scene. It's 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 famous. That's not necessarily the prime example, but it's in the movie, you know, and it's yeah. that's nate That's part of the nature of his character. He's willing to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still, a a good person and an moral hero that I think, I think comic book heroes could get away with it more often than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think
1: some of that collateral damage you were talking to is a result of like, uh, escalating drama and escalating action. Uh, mm-hmm. in the early days of just about every comic, it was like, how can they foil a bank robber or something? True. Like that. Yeah. Right. And then so in these movies, they have to have helicarriers crashing into the earth or it's just not going to be as exciting as Mm -hmm. watching Batman punch the Joker on top of a bell tower. Yeah. Uh, So and that is a problem I have. I was thinking the same thing. The first thing I thought when those helicarriers were going down, I was like, man, I hope those things hit water so I don't have to (laughs) like explain this away in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I've, most of them did. I think there was a lot of water. Right. Who if if anybody was in the shield headquarters, they probably drowned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. down in the basement. But but I think right.
2: they pretty much landed in the water. Yeah. Also, who the hell funded the shield building being built? Like, <laughs> is my it God. do they work
1: How? for the United States
0: or is They'd it a world to... uh, or what? I have no idea.
2: But just look at the scale of that building. I know, right? Like they yeah. they hollowed out the entirety of the underside of the Potomac River and built the helicarriers <laughs> underneath it. And then that giant building that's on the Potomac, it's like that's just that would be like several <sighs> tens of billions of dollars just to do that.
0: Well, after the Battle of New York, though. Uh, yeah, they true. Can... <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know if that's that supposed to be before or after. Uh, or, I mean, is that...
1: I think it's after. I think it takes place after.
0: I mean, I mean, I know. Well, yeah. I mean, the the construction of the building.
1: Oh, did the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, oh, true. Yeah. Um. Uh. I've read that it, this takes place a year and a half after. Okay. After mm, the okay. events in New mm. York. Yeah. yeah so.
0: Um, interesting.
1: Um. Anything more to say about the movie itself? Uh,
0: not really. I I loved. Danny. Pugy's How about the came, stingers? Though? Wait what?
1: The stingers at the end of the movie. The tags. The post credits.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I don't really know the know the um characters that were depicted in it.
1: Uh Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Gotcha. Are the two and here's what's interesting about those, and here's what kind of bugs me about those. <laughs> they are, in the Marvel Comics universe, initially Avengers characters mm-hmm. uh that are la- later revealed to be uh Magneto's kids.
2: Okay. Oh.
1: Mm. Now, we know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not allowed to say any word or anything that vaguely resembles or sounds like Magneto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will not be Magneto's kids, and I think that they're just um, two random twins that were experimented on by that that uh, hmm. the hydro Hydra Baron. Um, and so does I guess since you guys don't know, it doesn't bug you. That bugs me a lot.
2: I yeah,
0: I guess I can understand that.
1: And I right. hate that they can't, like, I hate that it's about money and, and just, like, as an adult. Like, as a kid, I'd be like, well, those are Magneto's kids. Why can't those universe? why can't they just be in the same movie? Why did they get different actors? Why, why? But now that I know, because I'm an adult, it's about money, it kind of pisses me off. Yeah. It uh, is that they had to cast two separate sets of actors right. to play the same characters with different origins
2: because of money. Ugh, it's it's yeah. selfish. It's selfish. It is, yeah. It's obnoxious. Yeah, it's in the interest of money and not art. Like it, it should be in the interest of art, not money. Yeah. yeah I agree. It sucks, but yeah. Yeah. When you don't know the backstory, it it doesn't hurt as much. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're right. That's true. That's so, true. Yeah. So, I'm excited anyways. for those. I'm excited for those two actors in particular, though. Sure. Um, yeah. Aaron Johnson and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. 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 Awesome.
0: Yep. Um let's talk briefly. I I mean, I've talked about Agents of Shield a little bit on the podcast. I've given up on it because I I mean twenty two episodes for a sprawling universe. For for what I can tell as being kind of a it's a smaller smaller version of a huge universe that I'm a fan of on the big screen, it's kind of a weird a weird transition going to this network TV show that's trying its hardest to hook me, but just didn't do it at all. Yeah. Um, but they've had tie-ins with like, like when Thor came out, like the week after that, they had a tie-in with Thor. Um, and then now that winter soldier has been released, they had a, they had an episode that referenced the events of winter soldier. I guess it was a big game changer um episode and it kind of has me thinking like do i want to try to get back into it or not but that's kind of i don't know where i was going with that just that i just i don't want to have to feel i don't ever want the marvel universe to make me feel obligated to do something um as opposed to actually wanting to see something and they kind of I mean, as much as I, as much as, as indifferent as I was toward like the first Thor movie or the first uh, Captain America movie, and as, as kind of, kind of blah as I was for The Dark World, I still enjoy them as movies quite a bit, but I don't want to sit through 22, 42 minute episodes of a show just so that I can get the full scope of the universe. I don't think that they'll have any big interplay between like I don't think the events in the show will will influence the events of the movie but I kind of want that kind of that kind of tangential the inverse is true though exactly yeah I kind of want that kind of tangential like um like extra kind of thing uh that the show like kind of supplemental plot lines and stuff Mm -hmm. but I just wish that it was a better show yeah (laughs) yeah
1: you know uh, and I, and I, I'm kind of proud of myself for kind of catching on to that before it even started. Yeah. Everybody was so floored by it. This is going to be awesome. It's Marvel on TV. I was like, yeah, but have you watched the trailer? Like none of it looks that good. Right. Yeah. But, but, but it's Marvel. I mean, it's going to be, they're going <laughs> to, yeah, but it doesn't look good, right? Right. Like, yeah, but,
0: but it's going to be awesome, but it doesn't look good. And you know what? <laughs> It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, there's not really much else to say about it. Just that it's, no. I mean, if people like well, it, people like it, but yeah, they don't really. They it's don't. A know. Show.
1: It's more likely that community will be renewed than that show.
0: <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I assume it'll get renewed, won't it? It's on the bubble. They're really? not sure. Huh. Ratings are low. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're trying their hardest to
1: promote it, too. It it probably will be renewed. I'm They'll sure. probably it give it another
0: year. Yeah.
2: But who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll throw this in real quick. Um, I meant to throw it in when we were talking about Robert Redford, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I saw Samuel L. Jackson on The Daily Show. It was uh, the week that Captain America came out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's beyond cool. He's just so <laughs> awesome. that he he made a similar point to what you said, Mike. He was like, he was like, I have no idea how they got Robert Redford to be in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He said those words. It was really funny. Um, yeah, yeah, he brought that up. So that's something that a lot of people are wondering as well. So, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Speaking of, uh, speaking of, um, Samuel L. Jackson, not that it's so much a Marvel Easter egg, but did you guys get the pop culture, the, uh, the Pulp Fiction reference?
0: Yes. Yes. Me, me and Matt both laughed. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like we were like the only ones that really caught it.
1: Yeah, there were very few in my theater who did. Yeah, I I actually had a guy behind us like lean forward, and he's like, "What? What were you guys laughing at? Was that something?" Oh wow! But yeah, it was. I felt cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, he actually yeah. So yeah, not a whole lot of people noticed it, but I was also looking for it. Like I had heard that that was going to
0: happen. I, I had no idea, and I—I I mean, when I read it, I mean it's—it's it's a quick—it's a quick shot, but I mean, it's it like very quick. It's also like—I yeah. mean, if you didn't get that that was a Pulp Fiction reference, you don't—you clearly you've don't. Never seen. Pulp you've Fiction. never seen Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, I don't know. I think we're giving ourselves too much credit. You'd be surprised yeah. how many movies some people watch and just don't care like we do. That's this true. is really a conversation. Uh, for another podcast, I think that's true. We
0: are obsessive viewers for a reason. Exactly. Yep. Um. Well, is that about do it for our discussion of Captain America? Because I mean, we're at about an hour. I think so. Very,
1: very good. Highly, highly recommend. Oh yes. Um. Possibly, possibly a movie of the year. Well, it'll be in the top ten for sure.
0: Right. Um. I think it'll be in mine too. Yeah. It it it'll probably crack mine. Perhaps. I I don't know.
1: It's too early to tell. I don't see how it goes. You guys know how I am with lists and topics. Right. So I apologize. I'm, I'm being stupid. Oh, no, 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 not at all. I, I can't imagine something, nothing down the pipe, nothing on the calendar has me that excited. Like, I'm going to be giddy. I was giddy about the Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so how do you think
0: it, that Guardians of the Galaxy is going to, do you think that Guardians of the Galaxy has a chance to usurp, uh, the Winter Soldier from you? I don't
1: time. think so. Okay. And, and I think it's because the Guardians are fairly new in, in their current form. Oh, yeah. that, that's a fairly new group. Uh, and I was also kind of a Captain America fan in the first place. Okay. So, so I'm excited to see how that goes, but I'm a little worried now about the tone. The more and more I see that trailer, the more I'm like, man, they're kind of pushing the funny in places where it doesn't really go. Really? And maybe it's because I keep seeing the trailer that the jokes don't work on me. Maybe. But uh, some of them seem forced. For example, <laughs> when he says, who Who are you? And he goes, I'm Star-Lord. And the guy goes, who? He wouldn't say who. He wouldn't say who. Right? He doesn't I... say, he doesn't go, oh, you haven't heard? I'm Star-Lord. Right? Why wh- this guy clearly has never met a guy named Steve, right? So mm. who's who's he to say that someone calling themselves Star-Lord is unusual? I who who are you? I'm Star-Lord. Okay, we'll put that back, Star-Lord. <laughs> I I think <laughs> that's how that conversation should go. You're
0: analyzing the crap. I know. I know I am. I, I don't know. I, to, I've seen it
1: so many times.
0: To respond to that, I maybe it's because it's a human And he and he's like he's seeing he's seeing a human that's calling himself this really weird thing and maybe he's reading his body language and stuff, um. Because I didn't have a problem with that line at all, and I don't think I will have a problem with it because I I love it. I absolutely love it, and I mean it. It it does lead to the to the whole like Star Lord, you know, legendary outlaw. I forget it. Uh, that kind. I love that. I love that part of the trailer, but I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I just I I think that might be a little over analytical. I I guess so, yeah. but you asked. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. I
1: think it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I'm I'm terribly nervous about the Amazing Spider-Man too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Just because the first one was not great,
0: right? Uh, right. And reviews are coming in mixed. I read one that was kind of kind of negative. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Can imagine that. Because the, the trailer, and I, I really
1: hate what they're doing. I hate that they're building a Spider-Man universe. That's so stupid. Yeah, that's so greedy. To borrow to borrow a word from you, Tiny. That's I think that's just so greedy. Mm-hmm. It is so, it is so clearly a ripoff of Avengers to do a Sinister Six movie. Yeah, it's so clearly greedy that it just it just it makes me sick.
0: I was thinking about that. <sighs> This morning, like, okay, if they do like a sinister, sinister six movie and like a venom, venom movie, how is that going to be different from a, a Spider-Man movie? Because if, from what I understand, Spider-Man is the only hero in that universe. So how can they make a villain-centric movie and not just have it be Spider-Man? Spider-Man as the, as the antagonist? i wouldn't even say that is that how they would do it or i don't know i have no idea because i i just don't i just don't see how they can how they can make it separate from um drew
1: goddard is directing it is he not
0: uh directing
1: cabin of the woods
0: yeah um
1: that's good is he doing that or venom
0: he's doing one of the two All Right. and i think it's sinister six okay i don't have the slightest <laughs> clue which one he's, he's doing but i like that he's doing it i mean I, I sure that gives me some hope but and i could be wrong yeah i think but with if, me but if amazing
1: spider-man is any indication as to what the rest of the universe is going to be like mm. then i'm not
3: excited
2: right it's here hearing you say that i'm i'm assuming that you would maybe you would be much more thrilled if they if they inserted Spider Man into the Avengers universe. Because oh my isn't, gosh, Yes, isn't all right. I was gonna say, isn't that like a famous part of the Marvel universe is that they Spider Man worked with the Avengers? He does. He works with the Avengers. He's now currently Avenger. He
1: actually has been Avenger for oh wow, uh, probably about seven or eight years. He's been an Avenger for a while, an official Avenger.
2: Oh geez, I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah. So it, it would be cool. It would be great. And it would be nice if he were in that universe. But kind of like you said, in the Marvel cinematic universe, I don't even know that Spider-Man exists.
0: Right.
3: Yeah.
2: And
1: even more, I don't think mutants exist, which means Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are, are not even going to be mutants.
2: Right. Oh, hmm. such a bummer. It is. It, it is. really Gosh. is.
1: They, it's hard. It's hard to like, you know they're they've gotta be a little embarrassed by it to kind of boast this thing they call the Marvel cinematic universe. Right. We have Marvel comics, the Marvel universe with all these characters. And then in our cinematic universe, well, we don't have mutants.
2: <laughs> right.
1: It's so stupid
2: that they can't work something out. Yeah. Just they some... bought Disney bought Lucasfilm.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, they can't work something
2: out. Yeah. Right. I don't just, understand.
1: I don't work in show business clearly, so I guess I don't understand, but it is frustrating.
2: Come up with some kind of like 70th like okay, Spider-Man's going to be an event the second Avengers movie. Do like a 80-20 split on the profits or something? Right. Or work we just work something out. Yeah. Man,
0: it's Right. It's a bummer. It's greed. Yeah. It's it is it's some it's frustrating. World. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So how about we go ahead and switch over to some potpourri? (laughs) Let's do it. Sounds delicious. Awesome. All right. Well, this is the portion of the show in which we talk about whatever we're into currently or looking forward to or really anything that's on our mind that doesn't fit with the topic of the week. So to get things kicked off, why don't we start with
2: Tiny. How about you? What do you got for potpourri? Awesome. I have uh, a movie I watched the other day called 47 Ronin okay um yeah what's what's the laugh for Mike? i don't know i just looked stupid yeah have you not seen it
1: no i haven't i yeah. i mean Me i didn't see it on purpose
2: <laughs> I avoided it. i'm sorry it, go ahead no it's fine um because I, i'm gonna make a, a statement about it um it was it was pretty stupid i mean okay. but but i i was expecting it to be kind of stupid i wasn't i didn't think i would like it that much uh what I was surprised to learn at the end is this is this film is based on a popular or famous Japanese legend. There is a um a grave site, I guess. I, I don't know all the details of it, but I guess there is a grave site that exists somewhere in Japan that's very famous that people come to visit where forty-seven Ronin are buried with a like it would essentially be like a lord or like some kind of a, a branch of a Japanese monarchy. Um, it would it would have been their former master. Uh, if you don't know what a Ronin is, a Ronin is a samurai without a master. And so it's very strange that these, I guess, uh, dishonored samurai who were now Ronin would be buried with a master. And so nobody knows the story, but there's all of these legends and myths about it. And it sounds so cool to me. It sounds like that is such, that is such a deep well for a really nice story, a really good movie that you could come up with. And they totally squandered it <laughs> with this movie. Um, not for lack of trying, because there's a ton of really cool CGI in it. The costumes were incredible. Uh, they looked amazing. That's, it's a strange thing to focus on, but I, I loved the costume work in this movie. Um, and they poured a a metric crap ton of money into it they spent like 150 million dollars on this movie uh i think they could have made it for about 60 but that's just me um <laughs> but th- they completely squandered it it was it was this this strange story that was they they tried way too hard to americanize it um mm. every there there's not a line of japanese in the entire movie but uh Keanu, Keanu Reeves is the only white person in the movie. Um, hmm. it's, it's, it's just crazy. Um, the one, one of the few bright spots was the actress. I didn't look up her name. She's Japanese, but she played the, uh, she played the, like, witch in the movie. And, uh, I really liked her. She was, she was pretty, pretty great. I hadn't seen her or anything else. She was, uh, she was creepy and she played the character well. I liked the way she delivered her lines. Uh, but the movie was, yeah, it was just, it was just disappointing. They, they, everything that's cool about it is in the trailer. So okay. if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the movie. So I was just really bummed. I think it's, it's one of those stories or one of those opportunities for a story that could be a really awesome movie, but right. no one's been able to pull it off yet. So mm-hmm. it's a bummer.
1: Interesting little six degrees of Kevin Bacon, um, in Marvel Comics hawkeye for a little while uh, after he was presumed dead took up the mantle ronin
0: oh really yeah nice hmm. uh, and then
1: of course went back to hawkeye before the avengers movie started coming
0: out right yeah that's cool yeah that that movie didn't look that i mean it did nothing for the trailers did absolutely nothing for me yeah me um, too. Yeah, if it had been more, if it had been that kind of thing, like you said, the source material, uh, I, I would have been a little more int, in, uh, intrigued by it. But I think the whole supernatural element and the, the fantasy element of the trailer just kind
2: of just turned me away from it. See, that didn't bother me. I, I think if, if you, if you work it into the story properly, I think it would have, it would have made a cool story. Um, like, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sort of did um, Okay. so if you're looking for a a good movie about a white dude who becomes a samurai just go see the last samurai <laughs> tom tom cruise it was a lot better
1: oh, that is <laughs> a good movie i
2: haven't seen it that really in a is. while i me too i've only seen it once and i think i was falling asleep during it but ah um it's a way better movie <laughs> nice. uh, so yeah cool uh
0: uh-huh. mike what do you got for us
1: yeah i have three so i'll try to keep it very brief <laughs> okay. um Number one, I just recently purchased on Blu-ray Elysium. Uh, and I think we talked, we did a review of that. We did. That may have been our
0: most recent one.
1: Yeah. And I was pretty lukewarm about it, but I'm excited to give it another chance without the high expectations. Um, and I am excited about seeing that. The other one, I know we talked with our guests, uh, on our last episode about seven psychopaths. Mm -hmm. And you said that I needed to watch that. I finally did. And it was brilliant. Nice. Yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. I mean, anything with Sam Rockwell. I found that I'm just going to like no matter what. And, uh, it didn't disappoint. It was, it was even more clever than I thought it was going to be. I was, the, the trailers really, um, show a lot of Christopher Walken and I like Chris Walken Mm -hmm. in small doses. And I was worried there was going to be more of it in him than (gasps) I am could bear to handle uh but there wasn't there was just just the right amount of walking Nice. Mm-hmm. so i appreciated it a lot uh the one i want to talk a little more about is the grand budapest hotel oh how was it yeah have you guys seen it i haven't
0: no i did see that it is the first wes anderson movie to gross over 100 million dollars yes it was
1: wow uh, you know me you know that i am prone to hyperbole And in (laughs) April, it is an early front runner for movie
0: of the year. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah.
1: I was not a fan of Moonrise Kingdom. Were you guys? (sighs) Didn't see it.
0: (laughs) I I was kind of just, I got it. I liked it as a Mm -hmm. story of young love. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I was like, I don't have any inclination to ever see this again.
1: Okay, you basically just wrote my review for it. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you 100%. Nice. I like Wes Anderson a lot, but I wouldn't say I'm a Wes Anderson fanboy like a lot of people are. Right. He certainly has a tone, uh, and he is he is Kubrickian in the sense that uh, the way he paints a picture in his frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no director working today that makes movies like Wes Anderson. I, th- right. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. Um so I like The Life Aquatic a lot. Uh The Royal Tenenbaums is pretty good. I never saw The Darjeeling Limited, never saw Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um what are the others? Oh, Rushmore, Rushmore is okay. So anyway, uh The Grand Budapest Hotel I think is the the best um Jeez. It's it's the least Wes Andersony of the Wes Anderson movies and I really? think that's to its benefit.
0: Huh. Okay. Wow. The trailer did not give that impression at all. Well, okay.
1: It's, it's super quirky. Mm -hmm. Uh, every picture or every scene is framed perfectly, and it's Wes Anderson in, in that, uh, aspect. However, it has a sense of urgency, uh, and a sense of propulsion and storytelling that none of his movies ever have before. Okay. Yeah. There, there is a, there's an edge of your seat quality to it. Also, uh, more specifically in comparison to Moonrise Kingdom, and I had this debate with, with a friend of mine who, who prefers Moonrise Kingdom over Grand Budapest. We saw it together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He liked, uh, I think Edward Norton more because he likes, he likes Edward Norton a lot. Yeah. And as much as I like Edward Norton, uh, I think Ray Fines does a better job of reading Wes Anderson's lines, uh, when, when, edward norton reads lines it feels like he's trying to do his best impression of a wes anderson movie mm-hmm. but when ray finds is reading the lines it i hear them coming from his mouth and it's believable yet it still has that wes anderson tone does that
0: make any sense that makes a lot of sense because I, I definitely got that impression from edward norton's performance oh you in, did okay good. I'm glad Kingdom.
1: he is like and i think i've said this before he's like uh samuel l jackson in a in a uh quentin tarantino movie
0: yeah that's that's yeah that makes a lot yeah i agree completely
1: ray fines is is the sam jackson of wes anderson at least i hope okay Um, because he just read the dialogue so
0: well that's awesome
1: yeah it it was it was a very fun movie to watch very interesting movie to watch and Hmm. uh and i recommend it it's i i laughed hysterically at times and i was on the edge of my seat other times it's an early front runner for movie of
0: the year cool off to off to see it because I I like the Life Aquatic and I really like the Royal Tenenbaums and the one mm-hmm. time I saw Rushmore I loved it but uh but he is really a bit of an acquired taste and yes. kind of a like you have to be in a mood to watch his movies mm-hmm. yes Um yes, you do so yeah
1: I would say I would argue that you don't necessarily have to for Grand Budapest
0: okay cool yeah nice yeah. Uh, is that it for your potpourri? that's it okay. Uh, so mine, <laughs> I've talked about it a lot in our pod chat, but it's less revenance. I don't know how to French, <laughs> but well, I that sounded weird. No, <laughs> I don't know how to French.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to French. Let's just move past it. I'm going to take a <laughs> shot. I think it would be, uh, Les Revenants. Nice. Yeah.
0: Probably. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. For... I just went
2: from six to midnight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For uh, for all of us in America, it's the returned. It's a, a mystery thriller drama series from France. Um, it's it's the basis for the current ABC series Resurrection. Um, okay, and I was very interested in seeing Resurrection just on just as as wanting a mystery series or kind of a, kind of that kind of thing. But I'm so uh, disenfranchised by, by network television that I was just like, okay, I'm going to wait as long as possible before I watch it. But as luck would have it, I was listening to the Firewall and Iceberg podcast and they talked up The Returned, which uh, it's a French show, like I said, and it premiered, I think it was last year. And it was on Sundance Channel. Sundance Channel bought the rights to to air it over here. So, and I guess it's got like a huge amount of acclaim, and 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 fee. Uh, it's a huge hit for them, but it's about the small mountain village in in France that, it's, uh, one day, people come back from the dead. Um, and it's a variety of characters. There's about five characters that are kind of the center of it that, that come back to life. And it's just, they've all, they all died in different circumstances, different time periods, and they all come back with no knowledge of, of what they were, of, of, that, that, that they're dead. So, it's really, it's a really fascinating character driven mystery show because you have just this really cool emotional, um motor of it i guess that that's driving driving the plot like the characters and the character relationships and the emotional aspect of of the relationships are driving the plot as opposed to the mystery of like what what the hell's going on in this town uh for instance one of the characters that comes back to life is this girl Camille who is a 15 year old who died in a bus crash and when she died, she had a twin sister who is now, it's been four years, so her twin sister is 19 years old. And there's this really interesting dynamic between the two that she's, when she died, she was in love with this guy who, who her sister was kind of involved with. Um, and now he's older and, and she's kind of trying to, per, it's hard to explain, but she's kind of like trying to make up for lost time, I guess would be the phrase I would use. Um, so it's, it's just really interesting to see that kind of thing, like the mystery kind of taking a, a backseat to it, I guess. Although it, there is, I mean, every episode ends with questions and, and, and more clarity of what's happening, but kind of that standard mystery series dynamic. It, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, the show reminds me a lot of like a Stephen King book. Um, which you, you guys know, I'm a massive Stephen King fan, so I just, I loved that part of it. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's just a small community that they all have their different interactions and different dynamics and everything, but it's this communal thing that the characters are, like as I've said many times during this little spiel, that it's the characters are driving the story, and I, I just love it for that. Um, the location is amazing. It's a, like, like I said, it's a beautiful, like, French mountain village, and the scenery is, it's just, it's so unlike what I'm accustomed to seeing in, here in, on American television. So it's just, it's just, it really pops. Um, and uh, also the music is, is just, it's really, it's like the most earworm music ever. Cause it kind of, it's kind of subtle and it really complements the emotional aspect of the narrative, but it, it's just, it gets stuck in your head and it's, uh, it's the best kind of, thing it, it's it's all together it's it's a really cool series it's eight episodes it's on netflix um it will be back for a second season late this year on sundance channel um subtitles yeah subtitles okay uh which is another thing i just <laughs> I, uh hearing the french accents and them talking speaking french and stuff is just cool because i mean it's a beautiful language mm-hmm. um so yeah th- so that's in the ending is kind of, I kind of wish that I would have gotten a little more closure on the mystery, but I mean, it's a sprawling kind of, kind of series that's going to run for multiple seasons. So, and sure. I'm, I'm no stranger to shows that are mystery driven that I wait for, uh, <laughs> resolution of the mystery. So, I uh, don't get them. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> that's a joke. I, that's you. a joke. It's okay. It's okay. I won't hyperventilate, but,
2: um, hearing you talk about it and text about it with us and stuff. I I've decided to watch it cause I think nice. it sounds really awesome.
0: Oh, you won't, I don't think you'll regret it. It's, it's really yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sounds uh, good. yeah, I guess that about does it then, doesn't it? I was going to talk yep. about the sleepy hollow, uh, pilot, <laughs> um, but please don't, I'm yeah. not going to, it's <laughs> in short, it's, and I'm, like, I referenced my former manager at work, uh, Casey. He he talked it up to me, and I, I it sounded cool, but man, in execution, it I just I couldn't get into it. So I won't waste your time talking about that. But uh right. I, I will continue ahead. to not watch it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, but definitely check out the returned. It's it's really cool. Um. All right, so I guess that about does it. show you count us out? Yep. Take us out, Captain. Ah, I love it. Uh, As always, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And thank you to Star Tissue for providing our awesome opening theme music. Uh, You can find a link to their SoundCloud page in the show notes. Uh, As always, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps us out a lot. And uh, I really hope that you do that. It doesn't take that much effort. Um, And tell your friends about us. And and vote for us for Podcast of the Month on PodcastLand.com. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Obsessive Viewer. Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny. And, of course, Mike is at I am Mike White. Um... And if you have any thoughts on the podcast or suggestions for future topics or anything, you can email us at ovpodcast.gmail.com. Also, be sure to check out obsessivebookner.com if you're into reading and, like, reviewing stuff. We have a lot of stuff in the pipeline for that. Um, and also check out Tiny's side project, The Secular Perspective, at thesecularperspective.com. It's a podcast about our secularism where we discuss topics related to religion and faith and lack of faith and lack of religion and all that stuff. It's It's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm, I'm. be sure to check that out. And I think that about covers everything, does it not? I think so. It does. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening, guys. And uh, this is the point where we would have a good sign out, but we don't. So thanks Excel for listening.
2: CR. Excel CR, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> thanks, All guys. Right. Bye.
0: What up, Joe? What's up, you son of a bitch? Well, I don't, that
3: wasn't a very nice thing to say. I, I don't know why I called you that. I'm sorry.